This is Uninvited Company, the podcast where we tell you ghost stories, urban legends, and all the spooky shit. shit. Yeah, so today we are actually recording during the day. For once, it is not nighttime, which is a good thing because the topic of today is particularly spooky in my opinion because I dealt with something similar to this growing up. So it's, it's, I'm very happy that it's light outside. Um, So yeah, we're just going to dive right in. And kind of, this is kind of a continuation of, um, I know I mentioned a few episodes ago on the Amityville Horror episode that I wanted to kind of dive into um, the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine Warren. So we're going to talk about another one of their cases, literally the, their first huge case that made them well known. Which is Annabelle the doll. Oh, spooky. Okay, so obviously there's a movie called Annabelle. There's Annabelle. There's Annabelle coming home. I don't know how exactly how many movies there are. I will never watch them because I can't handle anything to do with dolls. Uh, we've mentioned this a couple of times, how our dad like did not care what we watched kind of growing up. We, he'd be watching creepy things. We'd walk through the living room. And then be scarred. And Chucky, I think I've mentioned this before, that Chucky was one of them that I remember being super young and just came in on that and that just, that super scarred me. I'm sure some skeptic, or I'm sure some, what's the word? Skeptics. Skeptics, thank you. (laughs) Would say, oh, okay, she watched Chucky and then that influenced like some of the things that she thinks she experienced. No, I'm going to tell you this story um, and then tell you the Larry, the um, Warren story. And then I'm going to tell you some things that I experienced growing up. It's not nearly as creepy, but I've experienced something very similar. So it happens. Dolls can become possessed y'all. Okay. Yep. So that's all I'm going to say about that for now. So a common theme I think recently is the seventies. I feel like every, I feel like a lot of my, stories that I talk about are the 70s. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But so we're just, we're going to take it right back to 1970. This, yeah. Um, So (laughs) a nurse named Donna, we're just going to call her Donna, um, was given a Raggedy Ann doll. So right off the bat, this is not the super creepy, realistic porcelain doll that you see in the movies. It did not look like that. It was, I mean, think back to old school, like, I I don't know, I I think 90s, because I think I had one as a child, but just Raggedy Ann doesn't look creepy at all, just a typical doll. Like, do you know, can you picture what I'm describing? Yeah. All right, so. Raggedy Ann's are hella creepy, by the way. (laughs) Well, not not like the Annabelle doll that you actually see in the movie. Yeah. That's like realistic and literally looks like it wants to kill you. Like, no, (laughs) this one's just a kind of typical Raggedy Ann, super red hair, you know, just chill doll. So her mother gave her the gift um, for her, I believe her 28th or her 29th birthday. 
Um, it's in some sources, it's stated that her mother bought the doll from a secondhand store. So it had previous owners. Um, we don't know anything about the previous owners. We just, it's, it said that she, it, it wasn't a brand new doll, but it doesn't matter. She brought this doll, gave it to her, gave it to her daughter for her birthday. Her daughter was super psyched about it. And, um, and so Donna took it home. She shared an apartment with her roommate. I believe her name was Angie. I reference her later. Um, so she takes it home to her apartment, super stoked about it, puts it like on the couch or something like that. Almost immediately, they start noticing that the doll isn't where they left it. And I'm calling it an oh, it. Dear. I'm not going to call it her. I'm saying it. So they, they put her on the couch. They notice that when they came home, when one of the girls would come home, their bedroom door would be shut and the doll would be like laying on the bed. She just needed her privacy. Um, that's not okay, Annabelle. You don't get to decide what you're going to do with your day. So Annabelle would appear in different rooms. She'd appear in different positions. She'd be sitting up. They'd move her and she'd be sitting up. They'd come home. She'd be laying down. Just not normal stuff for a doll, obviously. Then they started finding notes. Handwritten notes. Ew. That looked like a child had written them. So, you know, sloppy child handwriting. So, like a man's handwriting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's a very good way to describe it. You can't it. tell the difference between the two. No. So, they find all of these notes starting to appear around their apartment that said, help me. Help me. Help me. No, thank you. No, 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 Annabelle. I'll, I'll stay right here. The thing... So, that's already creepy in itself is you're coming home and finding these notes and this doll moves on its own. So it's like, clearly the doll is like trying to leave you notes, but these notes were written. It was specifically mentioned that these notes were, these notes were written. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Too, too nervous. These notes were written on parchment paper that they, they did not have in the home. There was no parchment paper in the home. Neither of the girls owned parchment paper. That is important. That's weird. So where the hell did it come from? Annabelle. Is the question. <laughs> um, so that's okay. It's moving. Notes are appearing. It's starting to escalate. Nothing violent, you know, has happened yet. It's just really freaking these girls out. Understandably. Then, according to Donna's roommate, Angie. So yes, her name was Angie. Her boyfriend, Lou had a, uh, a very interesting experience with the doll one night. He said, or he claims that he woke up f- frozen, like he could not move, and felt something moving under the covers. And the doll starts climbing its way up his body. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh my God. Just starts crawling up his body and then boom, strikes and starts strangling him. What? How do you how do you get strangled by a doll? Her tiny little hands. I I don't even. She didn't even. If you look at the picture of the the um, Annabelle doll, I don't even think she has hands, like actual like fingers and stuff, like you would think like modern dolls today. It's just like a ew, like a pad like type <laughs> thing. Like I don't I don't know how to describe it. You can't see my hand. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, so, like typical Barbie pose. You yes. put all your fingers together except yes. for the thumb. Yeah, so... Your thumb is technically not a finger. Is it not? No, because it only has two joints rather than three. Science. 
Fascinating. That's one thing I do know. So, hey, you learn something every day on this podcast. He, yeah, he's just been strangled by this doll. Uh, One version of this event, because, you know, it's one of those things, this happened in the 70s, stories are told, and some details get changed as the timing goes on. And I'm going to tell you right now as well, like, all of these stories have come specifically from the Warrens telling them. Angie and her roommate, um, Donna, have never publicly spoken about this. Ooh. Now, to me... If something like this happened to me, like that that was this extreme, I don't know if I would speak about it publicly as well. Uh, also, if you're a skeptic and you don't, you just don't want to believe it and you want to move on with your life, that makes sense that you want to talk about it. Yeah, it makes sense that some details are going to be fuzzy. But in one specific version of the story, he, right after the doll tried strangling him, he found that he had bloody claw marks across his chest. Yeah. This, uh, I saw in this source that it's technically called the Mark of the Beast. So, what? not pleasant. Not something that you want tattooed on your body. No. These marks lasted for two days and then just completely vanished. Weird. Yeah. No scars or anything? Nope. No scars. Just supposedly. I, to me, that almost feels like a, uh, um, like a demonic hallucination. Like, was it actually there? Like, were the marks actually there? Yeah. If this actually did happen? Was yeah. it just messing with his mind, thinking that he had these bloody marks? Mm-mm. No. Either way, he'll not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, after the after the notes and the boyfriend and all of this, they're like, yeah, we need to, we need to get somebody in here that knows what they're doing and investigate this shit. Because this doll... I don't understand why they didn't just throw the doll out. Because it's obviously the doll, mm-hmm. right? When you see a doll crawling up your leg, I wouldn't keep it after that. Not even just up your leg. It's crawling up your body. They bring in a medium to, you know, just uh, shoot the shit with and find out what's going on. This medium claimed that it wasn't evil at all. You know, it was just... Oh, really? No. Mm-mm. It was this innocent seven-year-old girl, the spirit of the seven-year-old girl who simply wanted to be cared for and loved and just, you know, just wanted some attention and whatnot. So the girls are like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Like, we can do that. We can give the doll attention. Like, if it's just this innocent little girl, like, you're thinking like, oh, poor girl. Like, let's, you're, you almost start treating this doll like it's an actual human. So they kind of start, start giving it a little bit more love and affection. And they're like, okay, it's not, it's not evil. Like this, like, glad we brought in this medium. Cool. Everything's good. End of story. Except it was not inhabited by a seven-year-old girl, as we all know. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Um, the issue was, the issues, the more issues started arising when they actually started giving this doll affection. Because then it's like, you're acknowledging yeah. that there's something it's there. It's almost welcoming it. Yes, exactly. Precisely. On the nose, Erica. You're so smart. <laughs> like, Astute, even. Uh, oh, goodness. I'm blushing. <laughs> so... Ed and Lorraine Warren were brought in shortly after this medium came in because they wanted to do their own investigation. And again, this was the case that like bolted their career and really got them well known. They come in and they're like, nah, nah, dude. They they heavily, heavily disagreed with this medium's assessment. And they're like, no. They, once they started investigating the doll, they determined that no, in fact, it was not this pleasant spirit of this innocent little child, but something extremely evil. Oh dear. We, we knew that this was coming. So they believed that it was a demonic force that was manipulating the doll 
in certain ways to gain attention. And that its plan all along was to eventually possess one of the women in the apartment. Oh, man. So Lorraine said in a statement um, that spirits don't actually possess, like, inanimate objects and, like, things that they manipulate them. Uh So it appears that there's something possessing it, but they just manipulate them to then gain the attention, like I said. something they can actually possess. Exactly. Because once, like you said, welcomed, like, Uh once you're actually giving attention, you're welcoming it, it's a lot easier to kind of slip in that human body and just start doing whatever the hell you want. So this is what this is what the Warrens believed was that this is what that this malevolent spirit had very horrible intentions for these women. So they immediately bring in a priest and they talk with these women and they're like, we need to remove the doll immediately. This is not this is not something you need to keep. We need to investigate it further. We need to take it home with us. Like we need to just remove its presence and cleanse your house and you can live go on your merry way. So they bring in a priest. And the priest blesses the apartment and they remove the doll. And those two women didn't have any other issues in the apartment after the doll was taken away. So clearly, cool, 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 cool. clearly the doll. The moment they decided to take the doll home with them is when they started experiencing the doll for themselves, which of course that's, that's bound to happen. This thing's getting comfortable in this apartment with these two ladies. Uh-huh. And then it's removed from its new home, so it's gonna get a little pissed off and start making yeah. itself known. Uh-huh. So on their way home, the, you'll find a common theme with this doll and cars. Okay. It's not okay. So on their way home, Lorraine said that their brakes failed multiple times. They buckled Annabelle in the backseat. Okay, so she's <laughs> like a she's, child. She's buckled in the backseat. Well, because they're treating her like she's an entity, because she basically is so i don't know if it was like they're trying to respect the doll like okay we're gonna keep you safe annabelle so you buckle her in the back seat and then on their way home yeah she said that the the brakes kept failing they kept stalling and they almost got into multiple car crashes because of it um ed had had enough and grabbed some holy water that was in his bag and threw it on the doll um (laughs) to like knock it off annabelle like we gotta get like sizzle it it stopped the brakes, oh. they got home safely. Nothing else happened. No whispers, no nothing, no crashes. They got home safely. So it was like, okay, it, it shut it's it up like for spraying an animal. Yeah, it's almost like water. it um, tranquilized it, huh. if you will. So they get home and uh, he puts, Ed immediately puts Annabelle in his office, locks the door, uh, or goes to lock the door and claims that she started levitating. Oh, no, 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 no. So she starts levitating and um, uh, he, she would just kind of move around the house as she pleased. She uh, Same with the girls in the apartment. They would find her in random places, um, random positions. They'd lock her in a room, find her in a completely different room. He had kind of had enough. And so they had, <clears throat> they had like a storage building or like an outbuilding um like right outside of their house and he locked her in that because he was like they didn't want her in their house Mm -hmm. lots of bad juju going on locks her in there hours later she's in the house what they find her in the house ew yeah i'm i have a hard time even picturing how this is happening like how like is she just manifesting like 
in in the house? Is she unlocking the doors? Like I mm. I'm just imagining like security footage. If there was security footage of like the ha- like the house and everything, and you just see the just doll. doll just like floating. Oh, holy shit! No. So after the levitating and after you know she's just like treating the house like it's our own. They're like, no, this, this this doll got to go. We got to do something with her. But like, they can't obviously get rid of her because then somebody else is going to have the issue. Somebody else could potentially get possessed. It's just, they're in a little bit of a pickle, if you will. Why don't they just like shred it or something? I don't know. And then throw it away because then it's not a doll anymore. Okay, so grab. I guess my go-to would be to burn it, right? Yeah. Right? Because don't you think that if you're burning it, if you try and burn an inanimate object, that it would get rid of whatever's in it? Or whatever's manipulating it? That's if you believe that there's something actually in in the doll, though. Like, according to Lorraine, like I said, she thought it was just manipulating the doll and wasn't actually within the doll. Yeah, but why is it only the doll? Why can't the spirit manipulate anything else? I don't know. Because, I mean, that's what Lorraine said. I fully believe that this... This thing is in this doll. Well, I think, I mean, it definitely has to do with the doll. Like, only the doll mm-hmm. is the thing that it can do. Yeah. If you're worried about people picking it up, make sure that it doesn't look like something that anyone would want and looks mm-hmm. like garbage, and then just throw it away. I, so the thing with this doll, though, is with it, like, when you try to get rid of her, or you try and put her in a, a, in a different secure location, she still appears. So it wasn't stated here, but, like, I almost feel like if they tried throwing well, her away... why didn't she appear back at the two ladies' house, then, after they took her? Because she, I don't know, she had a new couple that was taking after, like, watching after her, mm. and maybe she thought... Cause I don't know, I feel like these people didn't try hard enough, <laughs> personally. Well, Lorraine was a medium. She was. She claimed that she was um, clairvoyant and stuff, so if you're a demon, maybe you, like, identify it. Maybe you think that she's an easier target because she has, like, a viewing into the other world or something. I don't know. Mm. I don't know, but I would for sure burn, her, burn it, bury the ashes, pour holy water over the ground, and maybe you're good. Maybe. Or or you burn it and it releases this thing into the unknown and it goes and finds the next nearest inanimate inanimate object. That's a difficult word. Inanimate, inanimate. Inanimate, inanimate, inanimate. Boom. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Closer. I, I got it. Closer. We didn't warm up this time. <laughs> we need to start warming up with words. They ended up Ed ended up deciding to build Annabelle a special case so that she could not escape. Because obviously locking her in rooms, putting her in different places is not working because she's just going about her merry way and doing it. What what are you going to make it with, though? So he builds it out of wood and glass. So he actually makes a full-on case that you can see her through the glass. He inscribes the Lord's Prayer in the wood as a way to keep her in there. And then he was then placed, or she was then placed in their occult museum. So they have this museum that they have ton. It's almost like the Haunted, the haunted Collector. Collector, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this museum, you can still, today, you can go look at. You can go see, oh. tour. Annabelle has kind of moved around. She's kind of gone on tour, I guess, as you would say. <laughs> like, she's been in different places where you can pay tickets to go see her. I don't know if she currently resides in the occult museum, but I know that that's been her permanent home. Like, she's been there for decades. Um, so you can go tour. I think, like, full tour passes, f- from what I remember, were, like, $89. Oh, my God. So, 
they're not alive anymore. The Warrens are not alive. Their daughter, Judy, took over the business for them. So it's still in the family. So I'm sure all monies go to her and like help run the museum and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I don't even know if I would be willing to go to a place like that. I don't think so. Because you walk in, you willingly walk into a building where hundreds, potentially hundreds of haunted objects are just residing. Like what's to say that a spirit in one of these objects decides that you feel better than what they're currently in. Mm -hmm. And they decide to like attach to you and go home with you and then attach to like one of your objects or something that you have at home. I just don't think that's worth the $89. $35, I think, if you want to do like a half a tour. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. That's very specific price. I I just remember seeing those numbers. (laughs) I didn't put it in my notes or anything. I just feel like that's a lot to pay to go see a bunch of haunted things. There's like skulls and like... um, keys and i don't know if there's other dolls but Hmm. just a whole bunch of random objects guns i'm sure so on her permanent home her glass enclosure Mm -hmm. says it says straight like right in front of it it says warning positively do not open positively (laughs) i love the wording of that right it sounds so so since she's been putting it she's never been let out no she has like i said um i think in 20 20 she was taken to she, like i said she was kind of on tour like well, yeah they, but they i'm took saying like to, did they they didn't just take oh, the whole no, no, box no 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 yeah they took the box so, yeah she is not so she's never been let out that's to, what i'm saying to my knowledge she has never been let out because that that's dangerous imagine you just open it for a second and she like ew no <laughs> i don't like that Cross out. <laughs> um so positively do not open so a few visitors over the years uh, have had some pretty interesting encounters with her. Also, you have to keep in mind, think about all of the people that have seen her and potentially mocked her and stuff like that and have gone home to have experiences uh, experiences that they have never told a soul about. Ew. So I'm sure that there's, there's a good amount of people who have experienced stuff with her. But I'm just going to tell you about a couple. A priest, of all people, went to the museum and mm, good idea good yeah idea. maybe just popping in to try and bless a couple items i don't know but he shows up and pretty much challenges the doll saying that he did not believe that there that it was possible for a demonic presence to inhabit this doll um basically said it was all fooey and that th- there was just nothing to it on his way home Remember the theme of cars that I mentioned? Uh, On his way home, he actually almost died in a car accident. That oh com- my God. It completely totaled his brand new car. That serves him right. <laughs> don't mock people. Don't mock. Even if you don't believe in it. Like, what's the point of mocking? Like, how does that make yeah. you feel better as a person? Like, just let it be. Go see, go see the creepy shit and move on with your life. Like, mm-hmm. that's just inviting bad things it's almost like um when you were talking about the bell witch how it said that you can't don't take anything yeah you can't take anything and people do it anyway because people are dumb and want to test shit for themselves Mm -hmm. like that's there's there's no reason for that there's no what if you have kids like think about your kids think about like Mm -hmm. i don't know your partner whatever it's just not worth it y'all he did not die he just almost died it was a near fatal car crash but then you have this other couple um, boyfriend mm. and a girlfriend who... What did he do? Who, um, they were just talking right in front of the doll um, about how stupid she was. 
and how stupid it is for people to believe that a doll can move and levitate and like do all this this stuff this creepy shit and they just laughed at her basically i don't know if it was the boyfriend more so that was kind of mocking um it's not really detailed that much about it but yeah they just called her stupid and said they didn't believe in her and they died on their way home uh they uh, they were on a motorcycle on their way home he loses control of the vehicle crashes and he was killed instantly but she was she survived and she in her account of them uh like at the museum talk like looking at this doll she said they she straight up said that they were laughing at her wow so and that's not one of those things that it's like oh i told you so because like that's that's shitty you know dying Mm -hmm. especially like in a motorcycle accident like that horrible but Again, maybe don't taunt things that you know has a, a wild history. Like, it, it's not worth it. It's not worth your life. Well, not all spirits have enough power to, like, manipulate things. It doesn't happen all the time. And when you know one that has been proven to mm-hmm. have that much power mm-hmm. and, I mean, ability, I guess, is what I want to say more so, I don't know why you would test it. Because, I mean, if you're full-on, if you're 100% a skeptic, and you've never experienced anything in your life. You don't believe in anything like that. But yeah, not worth it. Just just go about your life. Watch your scary movies. Believe in it. Don't believe in it. I don't know. But it's just just don't do it. So there's a yeah there's a picture of them. You can look it up. Um, we might post it. Because I I think I want to post it because it's the actual um, Ed and Lorraine Warren in front of this glass enclosure with Annabelle, and you can see the words "Warning: Positively Do Not Open." Wow. And um, it was taken in the 70s. So that's uh, that's Annabelle the doll. Uh, I Lovely. did. Like I said, I have not watched the movies. I have no I have no reason to watch the movies. Um, I don't. We're not. We like scary stuff around fall and like Halloween and all that. But things like that that seem I feel like they seem more realistic. Well, I mean, when it's, it's kind of mocking a real thing, and that's what I don't like about it. The you movie? Know? Like them making a movie about it? Yeah. Oh. Not a lot of people who have, like, documentaries <laughs> or things, like shows, you know, made about them, a lot of them don't really like it. Like, real people. So I wouldn't... That's a good point. Yeah. That's you know, point. like, the act with um, Gypsy Rose. Mm-hmm. She said I don't she think didn't she, like it. Yeah, I don't think she was super thrilled about it being made about her. She you know. said she said that she wasn't portrayed accurately or something like that. Yeah. Which you're going to say regardless if you've done some horrible shit like Gypsy Rose. Yeah. But it's become a popular thing of um, all of these movies based on people mm-hmm. and TV shows based on people. A lot of them just don't like don't like how it's how they're portrayed. I mean, it's interesting to me that you can even make movies or documentary. Well, maybe not documentaries, but actually make movies about people without their consent. Like uh, Lady Gaga, you know how Lady Gaga was just in the House of Gucci or something like that. Yeah, she played. I don't know what the woman's name is, but she played um, the 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 main. I'm yeah. I know. What you're mm-hmm. I don't know, but she. Um, I read an article that said she didn't actually meet with that woman prior to um, like portraying her. She yeah. just kind of like did her own version of it, and that that chick like was really pissed about it and did not like it. So it's interesting that you could even do that 
without permission, proper permission. Well, I guess if it's a crime, then it's public knowledge kind of thing. So it's maybe so. It's not about just making something about someone to make profit off of them. I'm like, you went to jail and you served time for it. So it's like, yeah. you don't really have any rights. You don't have any that say point. to how you're portrayed. <laughs> yeah. That's why, yeah. that's why, I mean, like Candy just came out. About the woman in oh, Texas. Oh, with Jessica Biel. Yeah, yeah, Candy, Gypsy Rose, that one. No, Oh, not the House of Gucci. House of Gucci, all kinds. Yeah. Well, Oh, I- um, Ted Bundy. I mean, he's dead. But, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, his spirit could have been upset about it. I don't know. That's a good point, though, because what if she got angry knowing that she- Maybe. Because, so from what I've read about the movie and what I've read about um, people that were alive, like, experienced stuff with Annabelle, the actual Annabelle, during this time and have watched the movies, said that it's extremely accurate to the Weird. things that happened. The only, the main thing that's not accurate is how she looks. Like, they, they're obviously going to make her look as creepy as they possibly can uh-huh. in the movies for that horror factor, but that the details of the things that go on in that movie are pretty close to what happened again i haven't watched that movie i don't know the synopsis of it i just saw one source said that that it was pretty close to the truth so technically annabelle is based on a true story have fun with that knowledge when y'all go to sleep tonight if you've watched that movie or if you choose to watch it i will say fun fact we we, like fun facts we like fun facts around here fun fact in 2020 there was a claim that she escaped from her case 2020? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Two years ago. There was a claim. I don't know if this was from somebody. that There's literally no information on it. It's kind of a hush-hush thing. So it's just kind of a rumor that she escaped in 2020. I don't know if a museum worker or something like that started it or saw something, maybe. I don't know. But it was never proven. She somehow, I don't know if somebody found her. She returned to her case. I don't know. But it's it's rumored that two years ago... The doll escaped from her prison that she was in for five decades. So I know. <laughs> so she's she she's, is still there. She's back. Yes, she yeah. just took a little. It's vacay. Yeah, that's that's what it's rumored that she somehow escaped. Like I said, I don't know if somebody found her. I when I read that, I'm imagining obviously horror movie style. I'm imagining somebody coming into the museum or coming into that room where she was housed and just seeing the glass like slightly open. And you hear that. <laughs> and then you just go like find her laying on the floor or something like that. And you like put her back. I don't know. That's what I pictured when I read it. Yikes. Um, it'd be a hell of a lot creepier, obviously, if she was never found. Wow. But yeah. So that's where you can go see Annabelle for Where 80, is it? What state? Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. Somewhere in Connecticut. Um, mm. I can't remember what. And I don't remember exactly where, but. Google's a powerful thing, y'all. You can look it up. So... You got the whole world in your hands. Yeah. AKA the internet. Yeah. Now, I obviously... I have never experienced anything such as a doll levitating or claw marks across my chest or anything like that. But I have very, very vivid memories of... So, I was gifted. (laughs) Once the theme of being gifted a doll... Um, our grandmother on our father's side, I, I believe it was, I believe it was grandma that gave it to me. I don't I was like maybe 10, I think when this happened. Um, so this was at the house that we grew up in, obviously that we've mentioned multiple times and we will continue mentioning because it's our podcast and that was our house and we got a lot to say about it. But I was gifted this porcelain doll 
in the movie, Annabelle, she's a porcelain doll, like uh-huh. a very realistic, well, they say realistic um, doll. So I was gifted this porcelain doll. Um, she did not look creepy. It just looked like a kind of Victorian era doll in like this monochrome outfit. I hated dolls, though. Absolutely hated them. Uh-huh. One and nothing. I mean, you know this. You you had no issues with dolls. You had tons of dolls in your room. And I well, mean, I liked, I had American Girl dolls. It's different. It's not. It is, because they have their own stories. Yeah. It makes them a lot more realistic. (laughs) Well, they have books about them. It's cool. Okay, well. And you can, like, put them on horses and... I just... No, I was never about the dolls. Nope. Put them on horses? Yeah, like Felicity. She was, like, colonial times. All of them are, like, different time periods. Like, Julie was in the 70s. Felicity was... Like colonial times, Elizabeth was in the colonial times, and different props for different girls. Oh, I do remember get. that. I so, do. like, I think Felicity had a wardrobe that I had, mm-hmm. and then they they had a horse that you could get for them to ride on. Yeah, we we were very different growing up. Because if I was gifted a doll, I was like, nope. I may have just given you all all of my dolls. I, I still don't. have mine. I don't remember, but I know I think they're in my attic right now. <clears throat> I just know that I was gifted this specific porcelain doll, and I never played with it or anything like that. I'm pretty sure as soon as I got it, I went and put her in, like, the top of my closet. And it very... This happened maybe... Like, this was only a handful of times that this happened. And then I think we got rid of her in a garage sale or something like that, because I, I it just creeped me out so much. But I remember putting her in this specific area in the top of my closet... And maybe, like, within a week of putting her there, I remember opening my closet to change or get something, and she was laying down in on the opposite side of the closet. Uh. And at the time, when you're a child, like, yes, we had already experienced creepy stuff, like, in that house, um, but I had never had an encounter with a doll or, like, objects, objects like that actually moving on their own. So at the time, I, re- I remember being very confused and thinking, okay, like, maybe I maybe I put her there. Maybe mom, like, came in my closet and, like, moved some stuff around. So, as a test, I remember I put her exactly in the same spot that I had put her the first time. Sitting up, like, to the right side of my closet. I can literally visualize it right now in front of me. And then, hours later, she was on the floor in my closet. Weird. Now, again, skeptics would be like, oh, maybe she fell. Like, maybe you didn't secure her. Like, what? I, I know what I saw. I know what I experienced. And this doll, just like the Annabelle doll, would show would just change position on her own. Not like she wouldn't be sitting on my bed or anything like that. Obviously, it wasn't that extreme. But I very clearly remember her being in different spots in my closet. It's like, it felt like I was being messed with. 100%. Yeah. Even as a child, I knew that this was... This was not, like, one of our family members doing it. That this was, like, because, I mean, it's not like we have any older siblings. It's not like we had an older brother or anything like that that was, like, messing with me. Yeah. Like, I know where I was putting her. So that's that's my one and only experience with a doll very clearly moving. And then, once again, I think we, I think I sold her in the next garage sale because I, I couldn't handle it. She huh. was a super white, just porcelain doll. Yeah, porcelain's white. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. the porcelain throne is a toilet. Well, yeah, but and I mean, the Annabelle white. doll is porcelain too, but she has like makeup on her and I stuff. I know because that's paint. Okay. Well, <laughs> my doll didn't have makeup. She was just straight white. Ghost white, if you will. 
So that's a that's the fun fun little story of Annabelle. If you feel so inclined, you may go watch the movies and uh, I won't compare. <laughs> Thank you though. <laughs> compare compare like what you learned on this podcast with the actual movie, or if you've actually seen the movie before listening to this, like let us know how um, how accurate it seems, like from the the some of the details. And if it was a lot scarier in the movie, because I'm sure it was Hollywood. Well, Hollywood. seeing it in front of you and hearing it in words are two different things. So, two different experiences. Yeah. Either Alrighty. way. Nope. No dolls. No dolls for me. Well, we'll see you again next week. Thanks yeah. Thanks for that story, Rachel. You're welcome. I'm going to sleep so well tonight. <laughs> it's still light outside. We still have a couple hours of daytime. We can get it out of our systems. We're going to go... Have a glass of wine. Yes. <laughs> Relax for a have second. Have some cookies. Have some snacks. Yeah. Snacks. And we will see it. Yeah, like I said, we'll see you next week. Yeah. So until then, guys. Stay. Stay.